Hello, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. I trust that you are well. It has been raining a whole lot uh, where I'm staying and every time it rains, it makes me want to sleep in, it makes me want to, you know, make a hot pot of soup, just drink it by the window. And every time it rains, I'm just reminded of how God's blessings are often likened to the rain, especially in an agrarian kind of culture, which is the backdrop of most of the Bible. It is no wonder rain is viewed as blessing or likened to blessing. And every time I see rain just pour over our land, I would pray a really simple prayer in my heart and I'll pray something to the effect of God, just as the rain is covering our land right now, may your blessing and favor be upon our land. It's a real simple prayer and I try to do so every time it rains. And so I love the rain. I love the rain because it's a reminder to me to pray. It's a reminder of God's blessing that is for us, that the Father desires to give to us as his children. And so I pray for you this morning, even as you begin your day, may the blessing of God our Father be upon you and your family today. Let us begin the podcast. Well, recently I've been reading a few stories of business owners, uh, particularly in the food and beverage industry, who had to close down their restaurants because of the current situation with the coronavirus. And it's immensely sad to read, not just of financial loss and financial stability and security, but the loss of hope and the loss of a person's dreams. Now it's something that realistically we'll begin to see more and more in our society, even as we begin to feel more and more of the economic impact that has been caused by this virus. And all of us at some point in our lives, whether in this current season or in the next few months or a few years down the road, we will have to grapple with loss at some point in our lives. Our culture routinely interprets losses as a kind of alien invasion, doesn't it, that interrupts our normal lives. Jonathan Edwards, the great preacher, in his famous sermon on the book of Job, said this about that that story, that we are all Job. The story of Job is a story of us all. Job lost everything one day. His ten children died suddenly of a disaster. He loses all of his wealth. He was once one of the richest people in the world, and then he loses his health, his wealth, to such an extent that he's physically unrecognizable. Job experienced loss and so will we at some point in our lives most of us experience our losses more slowly over the span of a lifetime we lose our youthfulness no amount of plastic surgery cosmetics good diet can regain our youthfulness we experience loss through the transitions of life for some it may be a death of a family member for some of you who are a bit older it's about your kids moving out for some of you, it might be uh, retiring or having to put to pause some of your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations because of the responsibilities that you have before you. All of us would face loss at some point in our lives. It is the fact of life. And because we experience loss, we will need to learn to grieve. We will have to grieve. Now, every culture or family deals with grieving differently, right? And many of you have observed the way that people grieve, and it's incredibly diverse. Some would 
not allow themselves to feel grief, right? You're not allowed to be depressed. You have to move on. You have to just shove it down, stuff it, buck up, suck it up, and then move on forward. For some, it involves a lot of screaming, wailing, crying, and being angry. For some, it might uh, be distraction, right? You know, where we watch TV or immerse ourselves in some kind of entertainment in order to not feel And what isn't really helpful is that on top of this, in the church, we have really little theology for anger, for sadness, for waiting, for depression, for grieving, right? We feel guilty almost when we feel sad, angry, and grieved, right? Whenever we encounter a setback or disappointment, we would quote scripture, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't feel sadness or grief. The joy of the Lord shall be my strength. However, if we explore scripture, the Gospels, the Psalms, Proverbs, and various other characters in the Bible, we know that that approach is one, not sustainable, and two, it is not biblical. One of the most life-changing realizations I came to was that Jesus himself, the Son of God, lamented and grieved and processed his doubt, his anger before God. You know, I would always picture Jesus as a kind of sanguine like personality, a kind of person who isn't shaken or stirred by extenuating circumstances, in many ways, kind of like a Spock-like figure, right? You're just completely unfazed by the events of life. But when I look through the Gospels, I see Jesus expressing deep emotion, anger at times, joy for the most part. And in moments of doubt, of even fear, he expresses grief and lament. We also often forget that two-thirds of the Psalms, which most scholars refer to as the prayer book of the Bible, two-thirds of the Psalms are words of lament, of grief, of complaints to God. Most of it was written by David, and David literally, through words, shouts at God, rages at God. He prays while prayers, telling God exactly how he was feeling. And the remarkable thing about the book of Psalms is that it functioned as a model of liturgy, of prayer for the ancient church, but also for us today. And it comprised of songs that they used to sing in the temple whilst on a journey. And I like to say this, that there is a place for grief, for lament, even in prayer. We have an entire Old Testament book called Lamentations. Ezekiel lamented, Daniel grieved, Jesus wept over Lazarus and cried out in grief over Jerusalem. Biblical grieving calls us to pour out our feelings and losses to God. I think one of the unique opportunities of this time is for the church to, one, grow to value in the corporate gathering, to love it, to cherish it, now that it's taken away from us, our weekly services, to cherish it, to yearn for it, to hold it in high esteem and regard. But I also believe the other opportunity we have in this time is for us to see our faith lived out in a context that goes beyond the Sunday service. Because for many Christians around the world, Christianity is the Sunday service. The Sunday service, the celebration, the worship, the preaching, the response, that is Christianity in its entirety. I go to church. But we know that 
To be Christian is not just a shift in your schedule. To be Christian is to live like Christ, to love like Christ, to walk with Christ every day of our lives. And I think one of the unique opportunities we have now is to discover our God outside of the context of a crowd, but to discover Him in the quiet place, in the solitary place, in places of isolation, to hear His still, small voice. And one of the things our church services are really set up for is to be loud, celebratory, and communal. Whereas our current climate is one of quiet and isolation And because of all that we are facing now, the loss that we are seeing as a society, it is one of lament and grief. And perhaps this is what is needed in this time. It's for us to follow the example of Jesus, to meet with God in solitary places, to meet with God in times of grief and lament. Dan Allender says this about lament. Lament cuts through insincerity strips pretense and reveals the raw nerve of trust that angrily approaches the throne of grace and then kneels in awed robust wonder now i love that right that it's not just about venting your frustration but in lament as we are raw open and honest before our god there is a kind of healing that takes place where our perspectives are realigned, where God reveals his glory such that we may hope, trust, and rise again in faith. And many, in many ways, it feels almost counterintuitive, right? We feel when we express doubt, when we express our fears, our grief, we will then delve into a kind of doubt and move away from faith and we feel like we need to conjure up more faith we need to stir ourselves to believe especially when we go through challenging times but the bible seems to suggest the opposite that in times of grief pain and loss we ought to come to god with all of our emotions to grieve to lament to express and when we do so god then fills us with faith. It's almost as though we empty ourselves of doubt or fear through lament, such that we may be filled with faith by God. And I think a psalm that best captures what I'm saying is Psalm 10. And I think Psalm 10 really captures the prayers of many people around the world today in the midst of the unrest, the controversy, the conspiracy, the looming fear and anxiety of the future. Psalm 10 is a psalm of lament that ends with faith, joy, hope. And I'd like to read over you Psalm 10 this morning and I'd love for you to make this your prayer for today. Even as you consider all that you may have lost in recent times, big or small, bring to God your lament such that you may hope. Again, reading to you Psalm 10. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart He blesses the greedy and reviles in the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. 
He swears no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villagers from ambush he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. And then the psalm turns in verse 12. As the psalmist writes, Arise, Lord. Lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, He won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will oppress no more. Amen. So this morning, even as we wrap up this podcast shortly, I'd like for you to take a moment and follow the example of the psalmist to come to God with any kind of loss you've experienced in recent times, your fear, your anxiety of the future, your anger with all that you're seeing today to express these real emotions to God. And as you do so, picture yourself emptying your body, your mind, your heart of doubt, such that you may be filled with faith and to declare as the psalmist declared, Arise, Lord, lift up your hand. Verse 16, The Lord is King forever and ever. I would love for you to speak that over your own life and over every situation you might be going through, that the Lord is King forever and ever, that any trial and tragedy we face is temporal, but the Lord is King for all eternity. Our eternal Father, His love for us is eternal. May we then rest in a hope that transcends even the tragedies of life a hope that is eternal. Let's spend a few moments this morning coming to God in prayer, in lament. Awesome, I hope that you felt the presence of God even as you entered into a time of prayer. And for some of you lament this morning, let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you that we can come to you with the entirety of our emotions, that you do not call us to put up pretense or be happy and glad all the time, 
but you allow for us as your children to come into your arms, sit on your lap, and to grieve and to lament in loss. God, we thank you that when we come to you with our full emotions, even the negative ones, you are faithful to be present, you listen, and you comfort us with your spirit. And God, we pray today, even as we choose to empty ourselves of doubt through lament, may we experience your grace, your kindness, and a divine exchange of your faith coming in in place of our doubt. We thank you, Lord, that you are indeed King forever and ever. And we trust in you and in your love for us that is constant through the ages. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Have a blessed day ahead. I pray for God's blessing and His peace to be upon you and around you today. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.